We are covering how Danny runs a six-figure business on nine hours a week. And I want to say that if this sounds appealing to you, this is so possible. And I have a free class on how to create consistent income without adding more to your schedule that you can get a free seat to right now at profitplanner.co co slash free. So go to profitplanner.co slash free to get your free seat. I teach the three P's of profit that basically gives you an exact blueprint of how to do what Danny's doing right now in your business. And Danny's a service-based business. She's a consultant. So I know a lot of you are photographers, brand designers, web designers, coaches. We have a lot of you listening to this show that offer a service of some kind. And I want you to know that even if you offer a service, you don't have to have a passive income business to have a passive business, okay? So sign up for the free class at profitplanner.co slash free. That way you can learn the three P's of profit, apply it to your business, and start making a whole lot more while working a whole lot less. Okay, now I'm going to press play on this interview because I cannot wait for you to hear everything Danny is saying. Hello, Danny. So excited that you're here. We just joked that we went from never talking but crossing paths but not really crossing paths to now we've talked twice in two days. So we've basically become BFFs overnight, which has been amazing. And I'm so glad you're on the show. I'm so excited and I'm so not mad about how often we talk. I know, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, we had very similar people, you know, Caitlin's on my team, Caitlin's on your team. We know Raina, we know all these awesome people. So I'm really glad that we connected and getting to know more about your business is so aligned with this podcast. So I knew I had to have you on the show because you're running a six figure business on nine hours a week. Like that's a dreamboat situation here, Danny. <laughs> it's crazy I'll give you that <laughs> yeah crazy but crazy awesome yeah yeah it's I never like thought this was gonna be the case because mm -hmm. I'm the girl that works 70 hours a week and yeah. like never was mad about it yeah I'm raising uh, my hand to that too <laughs> so now seeing I mean like let's be real for everyone out there listening I don't do nothing else the other mm -hmm hundred and however many hours there are in a week I just literally only have <laughs> nine hours right. a week to dedicate right. to my business so we had to get strategic yeah and you know that's what's so cool because you know when I had my full-time job it really forced me to look at my time and go do I really need to be doing this and I know we'll talk a little bit about that today but even if you don't have a full-time job right now and you know you're freelancing full-time you're running an agency whatever you're doing you're killing it you don't have to work that much though. Like you can pretend like you have a full-time job and time constraints. You fill whatever time capsule you give yourself. That is not the way that phrase goes, but we're just going to keep rolling with that. I don't really forget. I forget what it, the, not a time it's a capsule. money thing, isn't it? Like you, your spending expands or contracts with whatever your Ex salary is. That's, yeah, yeah. I've seen, but the time, it, your time yeah, expands. The time is a parallel. Like it does yes. the same thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, thank you for making sense of what I said. So let's dive in to what your business looks like and how you're able to actually run your business on nine hours a week. So first, let's, what's your business? Let's start there. That's a good place to start. Yeah, so I am a marketing strategist. This business started in 2008, so we just hit 10 years, which is crazy. Um, and it 
started as a marketing consulting firm and then became a bit of an HR firm and then went back to being a marketing consulting firm. <laughs> um, the one thing that's always been consistent is strategy and that's what I focus on today. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one strategy for small business owners, which I hate the word small business owner because the traditional definition is like under 5 million in revenue and that's not yeah, small to me. No, me <laughs> Their definitions are off, whatever. We need more yeah. phrases to define entrepreneurs now because it's a thing. Exactly. Um, so I do strategy, I speak, and I recently accidentally got into holding one-day workshops for companies. Um, so that's kind of the meat and potatoes of what I do today. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you have a job and which is the reason why you're only, you only have nine hours a week, which is so interesting because I was there too, like literally a few months ago I was there. And so I feel like we connect on so many levels, but what's cool is that, you know, I ran my business more than nine hours a week, maybe two hours a day, but that's. I'm spending at least 14, 15. You're doing it in almost half the time that even I was, and you were doing the exact same thing, a lot of strategy. So I'm really curious to hear some of your tips. But before that, I want to drop a bomb. And you know what the bomb is. It's where you work. I work at Google. <laughs> oh, bomb drop. <laughs> I think that's the coolest thing ever. Don't you? I love it. Anyways, now that that bomb has been dropped, Let's talk about how you're able to do everything you do. Run your six-figure massive online empire that's super cool in nine hours a week. Yeah. So when I started at Google a year ago, like before that, I'd been a full-time entrepreneur for a couple of years. And when I started at Google, I thought, you know, I'd have a nine-to-five and I'd have a five-to-nine. So I'd go to Google from nine-to-five and then from five-to-nine p.m., Monday through Friday, I'd run my business. Mm. Sounds great. Okay. Cool, because yeah. that's what, 20 hours? I can't Yeah, know. 20 hours. Some hours a week. Right. <laughs> but then Google wanted me to travel a lot. Okay, so that's not going to work. And then mm -hmm. I got a boyfriend, and, you know, you'd like to talk to the human that you like. Priorities, so. yes. Love, that's a top <laughs> priority. For sure. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to work on Mondays and Wednesdays, and that's it. So literally, if you email me today, um, you'll get an autoresponder that says, hey, like working at Google is the best kind of adventure, but I only respond to emails Monday and Wednesday in these two-hour windows. So there's four hours for anyone that's tracking. Um, four hours of like client communication, emailing, getting all of that stuff taken care of a week. That's it. Wow. Like, except for like this. I don't respond to emails outside of that window. Which is crazy because your entire business, like for some business that might be like, oh yeah, okay. But your entire business is client communication, really. So that yeah. is absolutely insane to me that in four hours a week, you've batched and covered your entire client communication for the entire week, which is your whole entire, okay. Anyways, keep going. I'm sorry. I'm fangirling. It's okay. So to make that happen, it's a lot of filters. We were talking yesterday about filters in Gmail. So I have a filter not only to get my newsletters out of my inbox, but I also have a filter for newsletters from conferences that I want to speak at that goes into like an upcoming conference application folder. So I know that I need to work on those. Uh, my 
Gmail inbox is filtered and ruled and foldered to heck. Is it so color coded? Yes. <laughs> oh, mine is too. I absolutely love my color coding system. You know, I really didn't like hitting inbox zero, but once I did the color codes and the labels and the filters and it's just, it's magical, you know, it, it just, everyone needs to have that in their life. So the reason that I went that way is I feel like you're like me in that you probably used to use your email inbox as a to-do list. Yeah, I did. So I, I was curious. So one week, probably six months ago, I stuck a sticky note on my desk and I had five emails sitting in my inbox that were on my to-do list. And I wrote those five email subjects down and I put a tally mark next to those emails every single time I opened them over a course of the week, but didn't do shit with them. So by the end of the week, I think I'd opened each of those emails anywhere between six and 22 times. And so not only were they sitting in my inbox, keeping me from inbox zero, think about all that wasted time of me opening the email going, shoot, I'm supposed to be working on this, closing the email to do it later. Thing number two that I'm thinking about when I'm planning my week is how I'm going to get strategy done. And I knew in my head how I did my client work, like what steps I took to build out the strategy, but it wasn't documented anywhere. And Caitlin and I had kind of been tossing the hot potato back and forth for a while of whose responsibility it was to mm -hmm. document that process. Mm -hmm. So finally, we were like, screw it. And I hired this woman. I think her business name is Whitsett and Laurel. She's out of LA. Um, Tiffany Tolliver recommended her to me. She's amazing. She literally comes into your business, waves a magic wand, and turns everything into processes. And she, all I did, all I did was hung out with her on a couple like hour Zoom calls. And then I got these magical emails back that had all of my processes documented in trackable Google Sheets with filters and all those nerdy things that I love. And so step number two for me was taking this process that I know I do repeatedly but have never documented and documenting it. And so the other five hours a week, I honestly spend like doing the actual work wow so and that flexes because sometimes it's only three hours of client work and two hours I'm speaking or doing something like that right but on average nine hours a week I'm done that's amazing yeah I think and a lot of that the themes that I'm seeing are your batching you have a process so all those little details no one is getting hung up on them at all you have it all and i use process street for that i love process street i've actually color code labels who's responsible for what put their face by it it's a little nerdy but like whatever <laughs> we're gonna get past it and yeah and then you've themed your days you've themed your hours so like you know people talk about theming days I feel like you went a step above and you're like, no, this hour is email hour. You're theming your hours, which is really, really cool. And then you set those boundaries for yourself, which is so neat. I think Google probably halfway set the boundaries for you, but then you finished setting the other half of the boundaries, which is awesome. And I think too, this time around, so I've been a side hustler before, like I've had the full-time job and I've ran my business on the side before, but this time my BS tolerance meter was a little lower. I had gotten sick of answering the same questions over and over again. Yeah. So that same autoresponder email that you get, 
not only does it say this is the exact times when I check my email, don't bother me if it's outside that, it also says like the answers to the top five things I get asked, link to services, like literally someone could never talk to me and could book me if they felt so inclined. And because that's the way a business should run. That's what people, oh my gosh, in the Profit Planner Lounge, this is always a huge breakthrough moment for them, when we're, especially when we're on hot seat calls, is I'm like, well, do you have a system that sets up from this time that they become a lead to the time they book? Like, can someone book you without even talking to you? I remember we uh, created like a visual representation of someone's entire client workflow. And she was so caught up on the beginning because she was like, wait, I can book a client without talking to them? I'm like, yes, it is amazing. It's glorious. You just see it pop up on your calendar. You're like, okay, let's go meet this person. They seem pretty cool. They went through the filter. They must be awesome. And they've already paid me. How cool is that? That's the way a business should run. Mm -hmm. Especially with, so my ratio of corporate clients to small business clients is a lot higher. Mm -hmm. And corporate clients want that. I yeah. think- we forget that outside of the small business bubble, no one wants to do 17 discovery calls, three questionnaires, and a form before they even get to book you. No. Like, they just want to book and be done with it. I'm not a corporate client, and honestly, I don't even want that. I might want, like, a five-minute call. Like, I had I had a little bitty call for an $18,000 investment. I wasn't about to even spend 30 minutes on the phone with you. I just want to know my information, ask my questions, get out, save my time, make the purchase. I know I want it, whatever, you know, that's the way your mind works. And maybe you who's listening to this right now, you have people that are six figure business owners since they can afford your services. And if that's the case, they want you to be efficient. They don't want to, I mean, they want to get to know you, but not really, you know, that sounds, I don't know if that came out the right way, but I hope that no, it does. It okay. does. I so honestly, like I removed a lot of the human touch from this automated process, mm. but there's still a Danny touch, right? You can I still have the, the touch without the human. The mm. copy, like the, the form fill suggestions under like email, it's like carazorl at anything but yahoo.com. Like, so all of the form fills have my personality. And mm. then during onboarding, I ask an imperative um, so imperatives are questions that you can ask people to quickly understand their values. And so it's like business, 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 boom, there's an imperative question. And it's like, oh, she actually cares about me as a human being. Um, That's so awesome. you can have those little human, like warm elements in there without you literally having to be the person guiding them through the process. Yeah, that's really cool. I feel like like listening to you, you've basically cut out all the emotionally draining work from your whole entire schedule. And, you know, whenever we don't have a full-time job or we aren't told, like, you only have nine hours a week to work, you work on the emotionally draining work because you feel like you have to and you have no, you aren't giving yourself another choice or an option. But whenever you're put in a position to where you're, hey, you only get nine hours, you're going to easily and quickly cut out that emotionally draining work. So maybe if you're in this space right now to where you're just kind of comfortable, but you are working nine hours a day instead of nine hours a week, that's a problem. And I think a lot of that is sending out contracts, sending out the forms, sending out the invoices. What are you doing? That should all be automated. You can use Dubsado for $25 a month and automate all of that. Within seconds. Exactly. I say seconds. That is so dramatic. That is so not accurate at all. Within 30 once minutes. Once it's set up though, truly. Like yeah. Once oh, it's yeah. set up, 
it's done. You never, so like the time invested in the beginning is worth the time you get back. Like, girl, I'm not Mm going to lie. I want to travel the world. I want to watch the bold type every Tuesday night. Like, I don't want to be working. (laughs) I want to be doing these things that I want to do. Yes. Yes. And you deserve it just because you're a human being, you know, everyone deserves to get what they want. And I think we have the power to speak whatever we want into an existence, but we ultimately have that power and we can either be our biggest hang up or we can be our biggest driver. So it's totally up to us. Exactly. You get I, it. I get it, girl. That's why we get each other. It's why we're friends. <laughs> Since yesterday. <laughs> Since yesterday. <laughs> just kidding. We've always been friends. We just didn't know we were friends. Exactly. Uh, so I want to cover what you've taken away from Google and applied to your business because I feel like this is going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, when I was telling you about this yesterday, I think I saw your eyes bug out of your head a little bit. <laughs> that probably happened, yeah, multiple times. So Google, there's, for better or for worse, there is some kind of emotion that comes when you say, I work at Google. And for me, it's given me more confidence and more willingness to be less afraid. And so every Monday morning, the first thing that I do, like literally first thing I do once I've eaten breakfast and brushed my teeth on Monday morning, is I look at my calendar for the week and any meeting that doesn't have an agenda associated with it, I have a text expander, which for anyone who doesn't know, Google it right now, text expander is like canned responses, but for your entire computer, not just for Gmail. It's amazing. Um, So I have a text expander that essentially says, hey, what's the agenda for this meeting? If I don't have an agenda for this meeting by like end of day tomorrow, I'm canceling it. And that feels very ballsy to say, but honestly, half my meetings every single week get canceled because either there's A, no agenda, or B, it was only one question. The person asks me via email, I answer it, we're done. Like we spend so much time in unnecessary meetings and that right there cleans up half my week. That's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, I remember whenever you were telling me that yesterday and and that's when I knew I was like, I have to get this girl on the podcast because that was genius. And personally, I haven't done this with text expanders. So I'm curious, I'm going to go Google that for sure. But I have done this in the past of just reviewing my calendar and saying, do I actually need to meet with this person? Probably not. And that's why I got rid of coffee chats. And I know we talked a little bit about this yesterday as well, is coffee chats were filling up my entire calendar and uh, they were serving absolutely no purpose for me. Now, at some point in your business, especially at the beginning when you're trying to network, you're trying to figure out, okay, who's a, biz- who's a good business friend? Once you find your business friends, sometimes it's good to just create a plan and execute and figure out a scale and be a CEO. Like there comes a time, I don't know, maybe that's not accurate for everyone. I know everyone approaches business so differently, but for me personally, that was a really good decision in my business to cut out coffee chats. I don't want to discourage coffee chats. That's why I keep going. I feel like I'm a ping pong ball going back and forth. I don't want to discourage coffee chats, but for me, giving those up was a really good decision. And I think maybe it's like, you don't have to give up coffee chats, but you say, I'll take two a week. That's it. Oh, ooh, yeah. That's a, I'm such an extreme person. (laughs) I'm either like all or nothing. I'm all in or nothing at all. So yeah, that's a really good point. Listen to Danny, not me. Well, because then you can still have them, but then it's like, right. oh, no, you want to have a coffee chat with me? 
I only do two a week. My next one is uh, November this date. Like, let's make it happen. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, balance, balance. Exactly. <laughs> love yeah. it. Okay, so what else did you take away from Google and apply to your business? So besides the meeting thing, this next one you're going to think is really weird. Um, but having meals provided at Google taught me so much about how inefficiently I was running my day. <laughs> so when you work at Google, you literally do not have to leave the office. I get my nails done at work. I get a massage at work. My car gets detailed at work. I eat three meals a day at work most days. I literally, I even see the doctor at work. There's a doctor on campus. I don't need to leave campus unless like I'm coming to or from work. And when I realized that, okay, I was physically present at work for the same number of hours in a day as I was at my previous corporate job, but somehow I was 10x more productive, I, <laughs> I was like, shoot. So I think that the thing that I took away from here is I've even started finding micro inefficiencies. So for me, the 15 minute walk that, cause I choose to walk to the farthest away micro kitchen to get some exercise. Mm -hmm. um, but even that 15 minute walk is wasted time sometimes, unless it's productive. Um, so I've started taking walking meetings during my walk to the M. We are the same person, <laughs> Danny. We are the same person. I think about this in driving. I drive, I have to drive so many places or even flying. I think this is so inefficient. I'm like, Haley, a plane is literally taking you to another city. How is that inefficient? I'm like, what if I'm not doing something in this five minute time span and I'm not productive? Like, that's how I think. So, okay, we're the same person. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Okay. Keep going on, girl. <laughs> so, like, realizing this, realizing, hey, I was getting everything done in one place and never having to leave and saving so much time driving and B, discovering the magic of walking meetings. Um, so let me let you in on a little known secret. Human beings hate walking. We like to sit, we like to do yep. nothing, we yep. hate walking. Yep. An hour meeting spent in a conference room talking with laptops and slides becomes five minutes when you're walking because the other person doesn't oh. want to walk. <laughs> oh my goodness. do not want to walk. So A, would highly recommend finding the gaps between larger things and streamlining them. And mm -hmm. B, do not be afraid to sign up for subscription services. So not everyone works at Google. Like I get it. You can't, not everyone gets their nails done at work. Not everyone has three meals a day. But a like regular life app that I signed up for is Shipped. It's grocery mm -hmm. delivery. It's one app that also works for like Target, Meyer, and a few other grocery stores. Um, girl, I don't leave my house to get groceries. I place an order on shipped. I set the time I want it to be delivered. The shipped people come inside my house and put it in my fridge. And what? then they leave. That's and amazing. I can make a meeting while they're doing that. What? Yes. So find those micro inefficiencies that you're wasting time doing. Danny, I think, I think I'm falling in love with you. <laughs> Like, I just want to be super honest here, but wow. Oh, I am learning so much from you. So Google's 20% project. Let's dive in. Yeah. Yeah. I think this blew your mind yesterday too. Yeah. Um, Tons of bug eye moments over here. <laughs> so for anyone that hasn't seen the internship, which is that classic, like low key comedy movie about some grownups trying to be interns at Google. 
Google's 20% projects is this thing, at, I like to call it an internal internship, but really it's getting to spend 20% of your work week doing something that's not your job. And I was telling Haley this yesterday and she lost her mind. When I got hired at Google, um, there were 11 of us that started the same day and we were sitting in a training and the moment that I realized Google was a different place is when we were sitting in this training and the person leading the training said to us, we did not hire you for this job. If I'm being frank, we could have hired contractors to do this job for a quarter of the price and without giving them all of the benefits that you get as Googlers. We are wasting money having you do this job but we hired you for the job that you'll do five jobs from now because you're going to stay here because this is Google and hopefully you fall in love. Wow. I was like, dun, dun, dun. did you really just say that to us? But, but, but I love that. Yeah. I, I love Google the direct and, nature of that. Yeah. And I see it now. So, mm-hmm. Hey, Google's career mobility. It's on you girl. There's no defined path. There's literally like an internal LinkedIn where you have to do find, apply for, and interview for your next job. It's not like there's no direct career path. And then there's the 20% project. So the 20% project, I have, so I've been at Google a year and I've moved positions three times, which is cray cray. Um, But I did a 20% project that led to one of those moves because while I was working in my old role, I was spending 20% of my week doing stuff in the new role, fell in love with the role, moved. And we, we lose so much time when we transition roles because there's learning, right? And here we go, Haley, another efficiency for you. By doing the 20% role, that onboarding time becomes a day, if that, and boom, you hit the ground running in the new role. Oh my goodness. If only, if only that hashtag goals. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm. And I, I think too, so we grass always looks greener and 20% mm-hmm. projects give you the opportunity to gut check that. They give you the opportunity to say, mm, nope, that's not for me. Like that was a cool experience. I'm grateful I did yeah. it, but no, I don't want to do that for the next 18 months. Mm-hmm. And it, it's no risk. The people have gotten your help for free. And because you're getting paid by your existing job, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to try out that job without screwing up your career trajectory. But you both figured out that it wasn't a fit. Cool, you can check out something else. And there's no limit to the number of 20% projects that you can try. Wow. Yeah, I love that Google does this. And I know we talked about this. Like, how? why is no other company doing this? Because... I absolutely love that model. And it's cool because as you talk about it as an employee, like I hope to create a company that has employees have that same fire in their eyes, that light in their eyes. And so that inspires me because some of you listening and I know you, Danny, know that I want to start a software company in a few years and, you know, I've have it all planned out and everything. Uh, But I do know when I, I'm not ready yet. I don't, think I'm learning so much about how to be a better leader and knowing you and you listen or you telling me more about Google I feel like I need to even study the Google company even more to learn before I start this software company because they do so many interesting forward-thinking things that it's just really motivating 
And I think too, like even more than just starting a new company, we as entrepreneurs, if we have contractors, like mm. I think that we all like contractor turnover pretend like it tends to be pretty high. Contractor turnover tends to be higher than we would like to admit it is. Um, and in like taking this 20% thing and adding it to your own business, letting, um, so for example, Caitlin, who works for both of us, yeah, she yeah. had no idea that she liked podcasts because when she started her business, mm-hmm. she was a VA. And somehow along the way, she helped someone. Uh, oh, it was my podcast like two seasons ago. She helped me with one episode because it was a crunch. And I was like, oh, shoot, I'm not going to get this out on time. Lo and behold, she loves it. She's mm-hmm. so good at it. And now it's literally a service she offers to people. Yeah. So, I remember the day that I met her and she came with a list of notes and said, you're not doing this, 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 this. And I mean, she kept going. I was like, <laughs> yep, I love her. Like, I love people that are super blunt. So she's really good at that now. And yeah, like you said, she would have never known that if you didn't give her that project, which is so awesome. Yeah. That's really good to know for me. We like, I think we as entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. need to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I heard someone to write copy, but like they also might have a secret video editing talent because they understand how copy and human language works. Like, give people the opportunity to dabble in things mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it's only like one project maybe it's only a couple hours a month that they try that thing yeah. but just see what happens yeah yeah why not okay this has been so great so enlightening so motivating inspiring and actionable those were a lot of words but I really feel yeah, like yeah. that caps this episode. So I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. And also I want people to know where they can find you, hang out with you and get to know you even better. Best Life Girl is Instagram at Danny Lynn Fountain. Pretty much everything else stems from there, efficiency. And yes. <laughs> awesome. So we'll have your Instagram linked in the show notes for sure. So you can connect with Danny, but thanks again for coming on. And I know we'll be chatting soon.